Everybody's Talking with T, the talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage the community is on. Greetings, my friends. It's time to begin the show with the flow that keeps you in the know. We keep it real and true while we do what we do. I'm Tanisha Baker, and I'm delighted and excited to host this edition of What You Shouldn't Be Missing, the show designed with you in mind. Thanks for tuning in to Talking with T. It's May 14th, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, Facebook founder and CEO Mark Zuckerberg, movie director George Lucas, actress Kate Blanchett, and R&B singer Shanice. On this date in history, in 1888, slavery was abolished in Brazil. Today on the national calendar is celebrated as National Buttermilk Biscuit Day, Dance Like a Chicken Day, and one of real importance, National Women's Checkup Day. Yesterday, many of us celebrated Mother's Day, the day each year set aside to honor the dedication of the women in our lives that nurtured us, raised us, and loved us. It is the day we show our appreciation to mothers and mother figures. I would like to personally applaud all the women who are role models, who sacrifice, who love unconditionally, who lose sleep, who clap and cheer, who go without, who forgive, who cherish, who are the foundation of the family and the community. I hope you had a blessed Mother's Day. I'm going to have my own mother on a little later in today's show. But for now, let's hit our theme for the month, Make It Happen. You are encouraged to make some things happen in your life. Don't let things happen to you. Don't just sit around wishing and dreaming. Dreams don't work unless you do. Be the one to initiate the action. My happy highlight for the week is that the Knox County School Board unanimously approved the continuation of Project Grad Knoxville through 2023. As a member of the Project Grad staff, I would like to thank everyone in the community who showed up to speak up for children. The work is still needed and the work shall continue. My next happy highlight is to simply celebrate and congratulate all of those graduating. Whether it be college, a certified program, high school, middle school, elementary school, or even kindergarten, each milestone is an important one and worthy of acknowledgement and applause. So I want to give a huge shout out to all the graduates. Your hard work has paid off. Keep it where it's at. I'll be right back. You're tuned in to Talking With T.
needs in her life is a bread man, but she can't wait on that plus all the weight is on her. These kids up in her face, banging on empty plates. Bills gotta be paid, lights gotta stay on. No time to be afraid, no choice but to be strong. with my mother, Luella Fitzgerald, known to many as Mama Lou. She is a retired educator and was known around the city of Knoxville as one of the best math and biology teachers around. Since this is her first segment on Talking with T, we're going to talk about topics familiar to her, maybe a little about teaching, about Knoxville. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you, Mom, for joining me today. It's really a gift to share this time with you. Thank you for asking me. Yeah, so yesterday we celebrated Mother's Day. Did you enjoy yourself? Very much because I have a very wonderful daughter. Well, I appreciate you thinking that. So I know normally on Sundays I have been trying to catch up with you, and I want to check on you since you're not driving anymore to make sure that you get, you know, where you want to go, where you need to go eat and whatnot. But on Sundays you always seem to have a ride. (laughs) Sometimes. Many times, yes. You have a friend, I understand. I have several friends. Several? That was on the phone? No. Well, I mean, I have more than one. Okay. All right. So... Don't you have more than one friend? I do. I do have more than one friend. Okay. Well, you have a a male friend that enjoys your company? Yeah, I do. I do. I do have that. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so that's who you've been spending time with on Sunday? Sometimes, yes. Okay, well, I'm glad that for Mother's Day you decided to spend time with me. Of course. And, yeah, I enjoyed it. So let's talk a little bit. You know, you started teaching, what, in the late 60s, early 70s? Yeah. You taught biology and math. Yes, I tried to. (laughs) Okay, let me, because I know a lot of people, at least that I'm more familiar with, talk about the math, but you actually started with biology, and that just seems, odd to me. So how did you even get into biology? Well, I always liked sciences. I, I love my science teacher, and I thought I would enjoy biology, but and I did. But after I started teaching it, the students didn't act right. You know, in biology, you have to dissect small animals, and when they would dissect, they would think it was a game, and they would start throwing the legs and things across the room and I knew then that I had to go back and get a degree in another subject and that's why I stopped teaching biology to uh, get a degree in math. They just got Uh too happy with dissecting and dissecting. So they cutting the eyes out and all that kind of stuff and I thought this is not me. So they also called you the rhyming teacher. What were some of the rhymes? And I know sometimes when we're talking you just bust out into a rhyme but what were some of the rhymes that you said in the classroom? Sit tight, be quiet. Don't make me shout, I'll put you out. In this class, you look like you're not going to laugh. Do your math, don't laugh. Those are a couple of the ones I can remember. Okay, and I know sometimes, um, like, when I'm talking about you, people would say, oh, she used to say sunny boy, but I can't say it like you. I don't know. Well, I did used to say sunny boy. Yeah, yeah I did. <laughs> you know, it's too many names to remember. 
you know. Uh-huh. If I just stick with one name, if I say Sonny Boy, they knew who I was talking about. I got time to say Bob, Robert, Billy, Jonathan, Joseph. All right. So tell me some of the strategies you used back then that you feel contributed to your success in the classroom. Well, I first tried to make sure I learned each student in my class's name and that I had contact with their parents in case something happened. Rather than just on a piece of paper or something, I want their phone numbers so that if something happened or if I needed them, I could call them. Okay, so you think one strategy is really getting to know each of your students, being able to call them by name and meeting their parents on the front end? That's exactly right, yes. So okay. each teacher was given a room, and in, and in the room, the students that they had, they were in control of them. They had to control their education as well as their behavior, and I don't think many people knew that. Some teachers just tried to teach and forgot the behavior, but I sort of thought if you couldn't make them behave, then they couldn't learn as much as they could or should. Well, you have another nickname around town. Some people call you Sister Glory. And if you wouldn't mind, now I know, and some people know, but for the Talking With Teeth listeners who don't know, can you please explain why people call you Sister Glory? All right. I'm a member of a Baptist church. And, mm-hmm. you know, some people shout to me. That's just my way of showing how happy I am with what the minister has said that has touched my heart. If there is a good pastor preaching something that touches my heart, instead of saying hallelujah, I would say, oh, glory. You know, it's something that touches my heart. <laughs> Before we end our segment today, I'm going to have you back on the show. So that's one thing. I want you to get prepared for that. Now, typically on the show, I talk about things in the news or issues or politics or topics of interest to people. So I'm going to bring you back on. What do you think you might want to talk about? You want to talk about the news or politics, relationships? You got any particular topic that you want to talk about? Tanisha, don't don't ask me questions that would cause your show not to function as well as it is. Because I want to say things, and I have to be very careful. People might be. You can say what you want to say. It's my show. No, I don't have to get rid of that. No, I can't say what I want to say. Okay, well, until next time, Ma, I love you, and I'll talk I love to you, you later. More. Put your ears on blast. This will go real fast as we check out our Monday Minute Quit Bits. Chat with Boseman, star of Black Panther, was the 2018 speaker at the Howard University's commencement convocation, while Chance the Rapper gave the address at Dillard University. The oldest known man in America, veteran Richard Overton, just celebrated his 112th birthday and says he smokes a dozen cigars a day. Now, I wouldn't suggest you try it. I think maybe he just has some strong genes and and good lungs. Elvis Presley's diamond-encrusted Omega watch will be auctioned off in Switzerland. Hip-hop mogul Dr. Dre tried to stop gynecologist Drayon Birch from going by Dr. Dre as well. Now, rapper Dr. Dre tried to file a trademark dispute against gynecologist Dr. Dre, but was denied. 
Brandon Corey LaCroix of South Carolina was indicted by a federal grand jury on one count of solicitation to commit a crime of violence and one count of using interstate commerce facilities in the commission of murder for hire. Now, evidently, LaCroix had contacted a white supremacist organization to seek assistance in the murder of his African-American neighbor. According to the court affidavit, an FBI undercover agent recorded multiple calls and agreed to do the hit for $500. LaCroix was arrested after providing a $100 cash down payment. Don't touch that dial. I'll be back in a while. Thanks for listening to Talking With T. You're inside Talking With T. So welcome back to the show, the know-it-all Professor Jay and our top investigator, most often instigator, P.I. Pam, as we cover and review our trending news. The first story I want to share is about an African-American student attending Yale University. And as a graduate student, I can imagine someone being a little weary. Jay, we know how that is, right? I mean, you know. Right. You, you tempted to fall out where you fall out, but the black student exactly. fell asleep in her dorm's common room, and a white student called the police on them. So I was thinking, I wonder how this call went. Um, hello, 911, I'd like to report racial profiling. I mean, really, um, the black student posted the incident, including two videos on social media. She was interrogated by campus police, which annoyed her, and understandably so, because she stated she had a right to be there, she paid tuition, and she didn't feel like she needed to justify her existence on that campus. Yes, indeed. I mean, I'm, I'm entirely inclined to agree. And like you said, uh, as graduate students, we know the struggle, and once they woke me up, I would have pulled out that good ID card and be like, Look, hey, yeah, so I'm like a student for real, so y'all go on with all that and tell Karen to get her life. Yeah, really. If she didn't have, maybe she should have been somewhere studying until she passed out. If she didn't have anything better to do to be the snooze police. Right, that part. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that's what RAs were for. Oh, well, yeah. I'm pretty sure she isn't the only person that has dozed off. Oh, of course not. And I don't even think that that's illegal or against policy. The thing was, I guess, by being a black student at Yale, the person who called the police thought they didn't belong there, thought it was just some random person that came into the dorm and decided to take a nap. And then even after she let her in her apartment with her key, she was still, like, questioning her. Right. She would have got that door slammed so hard on her nose, it would have been ridiculous. And, see, that's where I admire people who take a minute and handle things calmly. Because sometimes I'm thinking, okay, well, we're going to give you a real reason to call the police. I, I really want to ask, and I and I have quite a few white friends close, you know, and we have these discussions. So I don't want to put it out there that I believe all people are the same because I don't. We went through all that last week. But I, I am going to ask white people, please, stop calling the police on us for any and every reason. Now, we can't sit at Starbucks. You know, we can't take a nap. Just stop doing that because when you do that, you're putting our lives in jeopardy. And police, why do you come for the most ridiculous things? 
you know, the two boys who were on the campus tour, the parent called them because they were dressed strangely. Really? Y'all have nothing better to do? Okay. And what if the tables were turned? What if we just started calling the police on white folks who assembled themselves in one place at a time because, you know, we felt threatened? That's what I'm going to start doing. Every time I see them, more than two people, I'm going to say, 911, yeah, it's a bunch of Caucasians down here, and they're just standing around, not doing nothing. Yeah, <laughs> or they might be. Right. <laughs> but, pal, you let us know how that works out for you. Now, it tends to in this country, unfortunately, even though it's the land of the, quote, free, it doesn't seem like we're free to do things that others have the privilege of doing. So I want you, you go ahead and try it because me and Jay, somebody else got to be around and tell everybody else what happened. So you, you right. tried it and we're going to save our coins in case we have to come and get you. Yeah, I, I don't know. Even with me being light, they probably still would handcuff me for harassment. Yeah. Oh, that'd be a sad day. Well, and sadly, we are constantly reminded of what it's like to be black in America. So there was another story that emerged about a teen accused of shoplifting at a department store in New York. I think it was called the 2021 20, Century Store. And it's reported that the team was compliant with police until they became violent. The video shows him being punched and choked while he begged the officers to stop. And they kept hitting him while he was in handcuffs. Witnesses heard the young man saying several times that he couldn't breathe. And you know this is familiar because we heard that from Eric Garner, 43-year-old father of right. You know, he died as he yelled, I can't breathe, while in a police chokehold. Now, this young man did manage to retain his life, but regardless, this was not an appropriate response to someone accused of shoplifting. And, I mean, if he was shoplifting and he's in handcuffs, that is excessive force. And so all over the country, we keep hearing the police need more training. They need more training. And I think they need to start with what qualifies as excessive force. True, true. Well, there's another story about Johnny Wimbry, the motivational speaker. There was an incident that occurred while he was dining with his wife at Sambuca 360 Restaurant in Plano, Texas. Now, apparently, they were asked to give up their table for a regular guest who wanted it, quote, regular guest, okay? The Wimbrys refused. The manager told them to leave the establishment and, again, threatened to call the police. Mr. Wimbry actually caught the entire exchange and posted it on Facebook. And as usual, I have the link on our webpage under today's show tab. The restaurant manager didn't know that Wimbry was a well-renowned author and speaker and that he had actually rented out that establishment before for events hosting hundreds of people. And, of course, as usual, the restaurant issued an apology. But you know what? That's getting redundant to me. You know, yeah. I, um, you know. Right. Yeah, all of these apologies are so cookie cutter You know, they all say the same thing in the same mm -hmm. way, and I'm like, really? Right. I haven't really heard a heartfelt apology. Now, I'm not in the room with the people when it goes down, but from what we hear and see on social media, like you said, Jay, it's cookie cutter. 
you know, I'd like to see something more creative, something more impactful, something that will reduce the number of occurrences happening. And Pam, you brought up earlier, but I'm getting curious now, what's the deal with Waffle House? They messing with my uh, all-star breakfast. I'm not liking that. And my sandwich is some dice. Well, you people are getting scattered and smothered in dice because another story came out this past week. This time the Waffle House was in North Carolina where officers are seen putting a 22-year-old named Anthony Wall in a chokehold. What's going on with these chokeholds, too? But anyway, they wrestled him to the ground. And people are getting upset at this trend of what is described as, quote, unjustified level of violence. Again, a bystander took the video, posted it on social media, and it doesn't show how everything started, but it sure shows a disturbing ending. From what I read, Wall says he takes responsibility for an argument he had inside the Waffle House, but again, the level of aggression by officers when the person isn't resisting arrest is becoming a national problem. I mean, I think that's the whole point, right? That's why you put them in handcuffs, right? So why are you continuing to harm these people when they are not a threat? Hmm. It makes makes no no sense. And then the one that they choked choked again, slammed to the ground, the one that took his sister to the prom. Right. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. After the first Waffle House uh, incident, it seems like every week, every few days, it's something different at the Waffle House. Your little breakfast after the club or whatever. Seriously? Mm, I don't know. Let's move on to the crazy chronicles because that story is redundant. The chokehold is getting redundant. I want to talk about something new. You know, and, it, and of course, this is a fairly big country and it's not happening everywhere, but it's happening enough places that I consider it a national dilemma. Right. An epidemic almost. Yeah. I believe that. Let's go on to the crazy chronicles. So I read on NBC News that a man from Texas was sentenced to 50 years, that's a long time, in jail for stealing $1.2 million worth of fajitas. Now, again, I'm looking at the headlines thinking, this man get ready to spend 50 years in jail for stealing over a million dollars of fajitas. First of all, right. What are you going to do with all them dang fajitas? You can only eat fajitas for so long before mm-hmm. you're going to get burnt. Who was he feeding? Second of all, who cooks up that many millions of dollars worth of fajitas? Mm-hmm. So, and third of all, who's <laughs> on the jury to sentence him to 50 years for stealing some dang fajitas? That's, that's, I don't care if it was $10 million. That's a little steep. What kind of fajita? I don't think it was, that was fajitas. I think they had some of that white powder in them. Ain't no way you should get 50 years for stealing any amount of food. Yeah, notice your response to this, right? And so this is a good example of grabbing headlines. And we do it all the time. You know, we scan it through social media. We'll see an attention getting headlined and run with it. So here's what actually happened. Now, he did get 50 years. He did steal over a million dollars worth of fajitas. Gilberto Escamilla stole that many fajitas for nine years. And he worked at a juvenile detention center and had been placing orders for the fajitas using county funds and then selling them for a profit. 
So what I'm wondering is, should we be concerned that a lack of checks and balances allowed him to get away with it for so long? Like, they didn't notice. So go back to really kind of what you said, who's eating that many fajitas and who's cooking them. Right. Because he still stole $1.2 million worth of fajitas to resell. And nobody caught him for almost a decade. That's still a lot of dang fajitas. It is. It is. That's a lot of fajitas for for a uh, single de Mayo. <laughs> Pam, I'm great. Okay, Pam, i tell you what. We know that sometimes when we're browsing through social media, we come across some posts that you share, and a lot of times they might talk about relationships and the meaning angles associated with that topic. I want to know what you think about this woman. Her name is Jacqueline 80s. She sent 65,000, 65,000. Y'all got that? Y'all need to hold on to that number. Okay. 65,000 text messages to a first date and claims that love is an excessive thing. And then in one of her messages, she said she wanted to bathe in his blood. So, Jay? No, no. No. Sex messages and bathing in blood. No. 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 Mine is bad. Okay. Pam, you got the story, I know. What? What's going on here? The first first date was January the 19th, 2017. And from that point, she started basically stalking him. She said, he's the light, I'm the love. And she she was at his house taking a bath in his home when he wasn't there. Showed up at his businesses where she told him she was his wife. And she sent all these text messages. And over that period of time, they said it equaled out to about 500 text messages a day before they physically arrived there. Did he get a restraining order? Does it say that? He should have. He should have got 10 of them. I mean, after about day three, you had about 1,500 of them. I mean, that should have been a sign that something was not right. And then, you know, it sounds like a movie. It almost doesn't sound real. I mean, 65,000, did she have a job? I mean, she was concerned. You know what? She must have gave him some on the first. Can I talk about that on Talking With T? I'm just saying, something happened on that first date. Something happened. Yeah, bleep yeah, that out for me. Something happened. She was traveling from California to Arizona, uh, staying at his house when he wasn't there. He would be gone on business. Then she told him, if he ever blocked me, I'm going to come and move here. So she moved to where he was, and she said that he blocked me on something else. And so they kept the rest. She had got arrested before, multiple oh. times on suspicion of trespassing. But they should have kept her in then. Well, if they can get somebody 50 years for stealing fajitas, surely they can stop this woman for her harassing this poor man. I'm sure he's thinking, I should have never asked her out. I think he did more than ask her out. On that first day, something went down. You don't act like this. Yeah. Oh, no. He not, put, he, not he, what he said, 65,000 text messages. Right. He put something on her. He put something on her. I, I'm convinced. She was the root. Oh, I can't say that again. You said, what'd you say, Pam? No, you can't say that. 
No, you cannot. But I said he probably worked a root on him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. I guess that's it for this bit. And I'll check in with the two of you next week and see what you have to say. And I can't wait to tell it. And you know I'm going to say it. We discussed many topics on Talking With T. And if you would like to share your thoughts or opinions, call 865-409-1170. We would love to hear from you. We still want to celebrate and uplift T's top teens and hometown heroes. So if you would like to make a nomination, visit www.talkingwitht.com. I also want to continue to spotlight local or rising artists. If you're interested in having your product or service featured on Talking With T, we would love to help you promote your business or event. Well, once again, we've come to the end, but stay engaged by visiting, again, www.talkingwitht.com. You can find the links to many of the stories we share and discuss on the website. Also, remember to follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Remember, you can listen to Talking With T anytime on your time. Pick your pleasure by tuning in to Blueberry, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Google Music, or iHeartRadio. New shows continue to drop each Monday. However you choose to listen to the show, remember to leave your reviews and comments. In the meantime, and in between time, subscribe to Talking With T Daily, the online daily newspaper to get your daily scoop of trending news and find out what we're talking about. On that note, I'll end with a quote. Don't let someone dim your light simply because it's shining in their eyes. Remember where you heard the word. Keep the peace until next week. You've been listening to Talking With Tea.